Greetings and Happy New Year to you all. Thank you for tuning back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. My name is Michael Crable and I am your host. I wanted to let you know that in addition to the upcoming conversations with some extraordinary guests, mind you, you can be on the lookout for these smaller talks with yours truly. These will be a mix of informative and opinion pieces that will have a bit of theology and a cultural perspective, since all of us are a part of our culture in one way or another. These types of content drops will be interwoven between the longer conversations, which is the main focus of this podcast. I wanted to also address a release schedule and plan, but I also don't want to overcommit and then underdeliver either. Essentially, I am asking you to book an appointment of sorts with me, and if I can stick to a consistent schedule, then this is ultimately less work that you will have to do as the listener. Dependability is my goal here, and this is something I learned directly from my professors in college while I was taking radio broadcasting courses. One professor in particular named Carl Fletcher, who, by the way, helped program Home.fm on the campus of Spring Arbor University, and he also worked, in addition to teaching, he worked at Shine.fm on the campus of Olivet Nazarene University. That's my alma mater. You see, he taught me that if you wanted to reach listeners and keep them as a consistent audience, you have to be consistent with your content release schedule. He said people will clamor for more content if it is good content, yes, but what they actually value more than that is consistency. Many have asked what this release schedule will look like, and at this point, I I can't commit to anything. Ideally, I would like to release no less than four pieces a month to start, but that's just to start because I would eventually like to do more, but I want to keep expectations, you know, in the realm of reality. (laughs) Now, moving on from this, uh, in our welcome episode, I want to revisit that real quick. I gave you all an outline of what this podcast is going to be, but what I neglected to do is tell you any sort of information about myself, because otherwise you're just listening to this random person who will eventually be interviewing some random people. So before I go any further with today's episode, I wanted to just take a moment and introduce who I am. Now, you have my name, but in case anyone else wants to know more information, some some quick facts about me. Um, I'm 26 years old. I am a 2016 graduate from Olivet Nazarene University, which I talked about earlier. Um, I am an interim pastor at the Community Church of North Adams, where I'm putting that theology degree I got from Olivet to good use. And I have a full-time job at a manufacturing plant because the position at the church is an interim job. It's only part-time. So... I try to fill the rest of my my time with uh, a young adult group that I lead at another church, uh, this podcast, and this book that I have begun writing. I have the outline done, if you will, but I'm kind of forced to put that on the back burner for now because this podcast is going to take precedence over that, but I'm excited to get started. 
all, all of this to say that I have a passion for the church, and I want to see Christians around the globe become a bit more firm in their faith. I believe that, especially in America, that we are kind of soft. We don't have a lot of grit, per se, and a lot of that comes from a lack of persecution, and that can ultimately lead to complacency. Now, don't get me wrong, a, a lack of persecution can be a positive thing, absolutely. However, the unique challenge that arises in peacetime is a temptation towards slothfulness, and, and that can be very dangerous. You see, if you study any form of church history, the time when the church was in its most pure form was when it was on the brink of extinction. You will most definitely, by the way, receive a few history lessons while listening to this show this year. And, and trust me, I'm trying not to bore you right now, and I'll try not to bore you in the future with these history lessons. But it's, it's just one of the areas that I'm most interested in, and I think it has so much relevance to today. But I, I digress. This brings me to the purpose of this episode. Today, as you're listening to this, January 6th, is Epiphany. And for the church, it marks the end of what we know as Christmastide. Epiphany comes from the Greek word epiphania, meaning manifestation or appearance. Now, if you are a Westerner in the church, this would commemorate the arrival of the Magi and Christ's appearance to them, meaning the Gentiles. Or, if you are an Easterner in the church, this commemorates the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River from John the Baptist. In either case, the meaning is still the same. The manifestation to the Gentiles, or most of us here in the United States. Epiphany comes at the end of the 12 days of Christmas. That's, of course, if you're going by the Christian calendar. But personally, this year, I have actually tried to make a better effort at saying Merry Christmas on each of the 12 days of Christmas. And part of what I find fascinating looking back over my life is that as a Christian myself, I never wanted December 26th to be a depressing day. But that's exactly how it was for me as a kid growing up, because it was more about materialism and consumerism. It meant that I had to wait until my birthday to receive presents again. Now, as we settle into this new year and the presence and the, I guess, presence of Jesus and the presence, the gifts that we are given seem to seep into the background, we are now bombarded with these things called New Year's resolutions and the inevitable failings that come along with them. And for us here in the Midwest, at least, we face a long and dark winter. We can easily forget that in all of this, that Jesus is still here with us today. He didn't magically vanish to only reappear at Lent and Easter. You see, as our country becomes more hostile towards a Christian message, I think it's time that the church learns more about itself, especially our history, which I talked about earlier is one of my passions. And I would encourage you to do some research into that very subject. And if you're looking for a good resource that's easy to read, in my opinion, I highly recommend William Bennett's book, Tried by Fire, The Story of Christianity's First Thousand Years. Now, it's on the longer side, I won't lie to you, but it is broken up into short sections that are 
really accessible, in my opinion, for an average reader. So just some food for thought there. Now, but before I go, as we move into a new season post-Advent and post-Christmas Tide, we now move into a period that some liturgical traditions call Epiphany Tide. I want to encourage you to implement this type of New Year's resolution into your life. Are you ready? Read your Bible every day. Pray every day. Fast regularly. Now, I know some cannot fast from food because of dietary restrictions, so I would encourage those to be creative. Find another thing in your life that you would miss if you had to go without it and fast from that. And then finally, stay disciplined in your tithing. Now, that's easy for me to say as a pastor, but trust me, I'm not going to ask for an offering, at least yet. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Um, now, so these things, these, these four things, reading your Bible, praying, fasting regularly, and tithing, these are the spiritual disciplines that must be maintained if you are going to grow closer to God. Trust me on that. In our times of hardship, we are tempted to ask, where are you, God? And, you know, I, I wonder if sometimes his response to us would be, I'm right here. Where are you? Hmm. A lot of us may ask, how do we get to know God? Well, I think we have to spend time with him, and we have to spend time in his word. How much time do we truly devote to Bible reading? Do we even consider it important? Is it a value for us? I believe it is imperative that the church falls in love with the gospel message again. As Christians, knowing scripture is fundamental. Many of our conflicts, insecurities, and fears all stem from a lack of biblical knowledge. The answers are right there. It's not a secret. We simply need to read it. And if I cannot convince you of this, maybe the Apostle Paul can. This excerpt, taken from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 through 17. In his final remarks to whom he may consider his younger brother, Paul exhorts to Timothy, reading from the NASB translation, if you want to follow along, quote, You, however, knowing all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, where he was kicked out of the city for preaching the gospel, Iconium, where he was threatened to be stoned, and Lystra, where he was stoned, all because of his faith, the persecutions I endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know that those from whom you've learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. As Christians, 
What is our response to Jesus Christ? What are we willing to do for him, the one who made it possible for everyone to come to salvation? Let's be in prayer about this, okay? Thanks, everyone. I'll talk to you soon.